The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers in Christ, my sisters in Christ, we come together for an evening of reflection, for prayer, for the sacraments, for fellowship, and for openness uh, to the Holy Spirit, what he will speak to us tonight. We happen to do this also. I don't know, Father Peter intentionally scheduled the first evening of reflection for this Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. But we could take that into context of how our Lord will speak to us tonight. The Exaltation of the Cross is something that we hold in honor in our faith. It took about three centuries or a little bit more for Christians to become comfortable with this symbol, the cross, as a symbol of honor, a symbol of our faith. Because, as we know, right, the crucifixion was reserved for the most horrible criminals. A death penalty with a lot of torture associated with it. But now it's so so easy for us to look at the crucifix and not be disturbed in one sense. However, our Lord, when he meets Nicodemus, he also models for us what it is to be a man with a goal in mind, And how he lets that final goal, his main goal, his main objective, determine everything he does in life. In his meeting with Nicodemus, you see our Lord lay out his plan, what his mission is. And his mission was, everything in his life was for this moment. To arrive faithfully faithfully to that moment in Jerusalem where he would give up his life out of love for us and reopen heaven for us, that restores us to our true dignity, something that was lost with original sin. And even if it's going to a horrible torture and then death, death as a criminal, nothing wavered Jesus in keeping that as his goal. And even we hear Jesus in times of his life uh, referencing this This is what I have in mind. And we see little by little, as his followers, his closest followers, began to understand more and more what he really meant about about going to Jerusalem. It was difficult for them, and some of them, one of his closest collaborators, Peter, even began to resist. No, not that Lord, you remember. And our Lord, who loved Peter so, so especially, and worked with him so closely, was able to say to Peter, you are not thinking like God. You're thinking as man, and get behind me, Satan. Nothing would keep our Lord from his goal. A lesson we can learn as we try to imitate him as as Christian men, as Catholic men, is what is that goal 
Is my goal the same? Is my goal to do God's will in all things? And do I take into consideration that goal to inform my daily decisions? This decision I have in front of me, this choice I have in front of me, does it, if I choose A, will that lead me closer to my goal? Or will it take me farther away from my goal? So simple. But that constant awareness of our freedom that we have in front of us every day um, helps us become like Jesus, who never wavered from his goal. So uh, tonight, let's ask ourselves of this grace. Lord, what do I really hold as my highest value? What is my goal in life? And do I make my decisions according to that goal accordingly? Let my ultimate goal in life be what you want for me in my life. I know that even if it's suffering, that suffering now is redeemed, we exalt the cross. And through that narrow, narrow passageway of suffering that's redemptive, on the other side is on my full restoration and glory, where all my, all my deep desires will be answered. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We stand together and offer our prayers to our loving Father. For all God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, that we may put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience in our dealings with one another, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the peace of Christ may control, control the hearts of those who have control over the policies and plans that can lead to world peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we may have the light and grace to stop judging and love our enemies, blessing those who curse us in overcoming evil by the power of free and humble goodness. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That God's kindness and mercy may be given to those who have asked for our prayers in a time of trial or illness, that they may be healed and consoled. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the souls of our dear departed ones, that they may be forgiven, and that good gifts may be poured into their lap in the kingdom of love, which is heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. With the intercession of Our Lady and that of St. Helena, we offer these prayers, Lord, spoken in those of our hearts as we ask them in your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.